Welcome to The Walking OG, Tribal Rant's unofficial podcast for the popular long-running series, The Walking Dead, on AMC. I'm Michelle. And I'm Mike. And tonight we're podcasting Season 6, Episode 6, Always Accountable. So what'd you think? I think they should call it No Good Deed Ever Goes Unpunished. <laughs> yeah, it was... Twice. That was pretty, pretty depressing, I thought. I thought it was the episode of... Of the sad zombies and the sadder humans. It was pretty interesting. Did you like it? Did you think it was a good yeah. episode? Yeah, I did. Well, we start out with Daryl and Abraham and Sasha, and they're just about ready to go back. They've led the zombies the 20 miles, so they've accomplished their mission. And they're just ready to go back, and as they turn off the road, they get ambushed. And we don't know by who or what or what's going on. But um, Daryl wrecks his bike gets up and is able to make it in the woods and uh, Sasha and Abraham end up wrecking the car and they're just kind of stuck so they're separated Daryl's in the woods and he lays the bike down and everything's all burnt there's a zombie beside him that's alive but he's barely alive these zombies are burnt and it seems like it's affected them more than I remember burning having affected zombies in the past. Yeah, because they've been attacked by smoldering zombies before. Remember when they had those two little girls? Right. So, I don't know that I would have thought it would have done that, but I guess at some point in the burning process, it's going to end up affecting what happens with them. And then we get to the intro. We come back, and Daryl is still in the woods. He's pushing his bike through many dead people or zombies? Are we even supposed to know? Were they all zombies out there that were burnt, or were they people? Or I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. I kind of thought. I kind of just assumed they were all zombies. Yeah, I did at first, but then I just, you know, I mean, how would you know? They were just all burnt out, just their bodies. But, but he's calling for Tasha and Abraham on the on the walkie-talkie, and he notices he's bleeding. He pulls off his jacket and his glove and all that, and then he hears something. And he comes up on two girls, and as he's assessing these girls, who think he's from someplace that he's not, and they're talking to him like he is. Um, well, they think that he was sent there to bring them back. Right, They to said they earned what they took. Yeah. They keep saying that. Right. They don't really tell you what they took other than the insulin right right i mean they didn't they didn't have anything else with them mm-hmm. so it had to have been maybe the insulin and the gun but anyway a guy clobbers him from the back and daryl fades out and he awakes groggily a couple of times and he's you know he hears stuff going on around him and everything and then he goes back down but in the morning he wakes up and the guy tells him that they're moving Daryl says he's not who they think he is, but the guy won't listen to anything. He's just not having any conversation about it. Now, what I'm kind of curious about is how big a place did these people come from that he thinks Daryl is one of the people from the place he came from? And he's never met Daryl before. Right. Yeah. And doesn't even know who he is. Because, I mean, even in Alexandria... You would recognize somebody, right? Yeah, pretty much everybody knew who everybody else was. So is this going to be like a huge group of people? Or maybe they've just been gone for a while and he might be considered a new inductee or something. That's a good point. But the guy threatened him, 
threatens him and won't talk to him about anything. And um, they're walking, but they're kind to him. The girl, they're passing around water, and they make sure Daryl has water. So you feel kind of torn about these people. Are they going to end up being okay, or are they not? They're not particularly cruel. Right. We hear them talking. They're talking to one another and stuff. And they're talking about going back to get Patty, some girl named Patty. Peppermint um, Patty? I don't think it was Peppermint Patty, no. And they're just these these dead zombies. They're just everywhere. They're it's it's just like a a ocean of burnout dead zombies and they talk about how they've done this. So exactly what did they do? They lit the forest on fire? Is that what they ended up doing? Obviously. And how long ago was this because I thought they said when it first started, all the zombies were out there. And then they said that that was their home, or used to be their home, or something. I I didn't really understand all that. No, because it was a whole lot of mumbling amongst amongst that group, it felt like. It seemed like to me that they were saying, this place used to be their home, meaning they got together with everybody in this place. And then they just burned the zombies out, and... I don't know, but I never knew if that was at the beginning of the zo- of when it first happened, the zombie apocalypse, because they were there a long time at this place. They did say that it was in the beginning, and they thought everybody was going to be working together to win or something. I don't know. It, it was a lot of um, a lot I didn't understand what was going on with these people. Well, Daryl seems like he's a little impressed that. They did all this. He even asked him at one point. He's like, so you did all this? Because it's... I mean, after they've just led this, uh, you know, horde of zombies away, he sees, I guess, another way that this horde of zombies was um, contained, taken care of, a whole lot better than the ones that are now just walking it would be a pretty intense fire because, like we said, we've seen burning zombies before attacking people. Right. And smoldering zombies that have survived a fire. So I guess it had to do with the intensity of the fire. The intensity and maybe the size of the fire. They I mean, if you walk for two days. the fire drew more zombies from town. So right. they just kept walking into it and destroying more and more as a result of the original fire. That's, I think I heard him say that. Well, they get back to that that uh, fuel center, which, was that supposed to be their home? I took it that that was supposed to be their home. That's where they left Patty, evidently. Yeah, and I thought that they were going back. But that really doesn't make sense then, does it? It's funny, her name was Patty and the name of the place was Patrick. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. Um, but that couldn't have been their home. So this was just a place that they had left her? I think it's maybe a place they had holed up. Because the other guys are still out there because we meet them in a minute. So it's not like the whole, their whole group got overrun or something inside there. No. Okay. But they decide that she's gone. And I don't know if he meant gone as in not one of the zombies in there or gone as in he hoped she got out. They didn't act like they saw her in there as one of those zombies walking around. But... Uh, the girl, Tina, the younger, well, they're both young looking, but uh, but the little girl, Tina, in there, she faints at this point. And Daryl uses that as his opportunity to um, grab their 
bag and take off and take off because their bag has his bow right in it. He's still calling for Abraham and and Sasha on the radio, but he's still not getting any any answer. And then we see the tree zombie come out of the woods. That was the I know, first. yeah, he had moss growing on him. Yeah, well, that was and, and leaves. There was leaves. It wasn't just moss. The first sad zombie was the zombie that he ran into with the helmet on that was just kind of laying there beside him in the beginning of the woods, just, just barely moving, yeah. barely moving, just and barely what he doing with, yeah. <laughs> with the helmet on? And then the second zombie is the tree zombie. He comes walking, although he had a little bit of a little bit of pickup in his step. But yeah, he was moving kind of fast. Yeah, but I mean, he was. A tree. It reminded me something out of Z Nation. Yeah. And um, as Daryl's going to get his bow out of the bag, he's having a hard time. And it was kind of intense there for a second. You're wondering why Daryl doesn't just grab a stick or something. Yeah, I was right? wondering that, yeah. But when he gets the bag open, he gets the zombie killed just in the very nick of time, the tree zombie. And when he turns around, inside the bag is insulin. Mm-hmm. And he realizes that's why the girl, Tina, had passed out. Then we go to Sasha and Abraham, and they're looking for Daryl and wondering who attacked him. Because this is not the wolves, I don't think. I think it's a completely separate group. Which no. Is, yeah, they, well, it's that group that was out looking for right. those three people. Right, but we never saw them, did we? We never saw their faces, if they had W's or no, something on them. We might have seen one as he was coming around. But it way. wasn't the wolves, know. because they were following this guy named Wade. Remember Wade? They were talking to, kept talking to Wade. Wade was in charge, and they didn't appear to be dressed like wolves. And the one guy, he didn't have a W on his head. Yeah. The guy that who got um, faked bit. off by Daryl and got yeah. bit and got his arm hacked off with one mighty blow by Wade. I might add. Well, was that that was Wade? That was Wade. Okay. Sasha says the best way to find a tracker is to let him find them and stay put, kind of. So she walks through the mud, writes his name on a door, so it doesn't look. Out of the ordinary, she writes Dixon on a door, which, you know, could have been there. You would really have to have some some skills to have noticed if you were going through that town that it wasn't there before. And they go hide out in a um, insurance, some type of insurance office, building. Well, office. There's a guy up there who's got an army uniform, army yeah. officer's uniform, highly decorated too. Yeah, but I thought it said some kind of insurance on the door. Army insurance? No, I don't think it said that. Apocalypse but, insurance? No, I didn't see that. Zombie insurance? But Abraham finds a military uniform hanging and a picture on the wall with a guy and his family. And that seems to kind of touch Abraham for a minute. Now, all this time, Sasha and, Ab- and Abraham have been having this conversation about how Abraham is just a little too gung-ho with the killing. He wants to... You know, they shoot up a car, and man, they just unload on that car once they have a car crash, you know, in this car that was coming after them. And Abraham's smiling, and he wants to go toward them. Mm-hmm. And Sasha's telling him, you know, no. And then the zombie is uh, walking down the road, and Abraham wants to go get him. And Sasha says, you know, you're smarter than that. Don't don't leave breadcrumbs to show these people where we are in here. Um, That's good thinking. It is good thinking, but they're just having this kind of thing. It's like Abraham's struggling with something this whole time. Like he's having some kind of like, I don't know, what what would you call it? Some kind of... Bloodlust? Yeah, over-testosterone kind of... A uh, little too into it? Yeah. 
know. But anyway, they get in the and and what I was gonna say is seeing the guy in that military uniform and everything, he kind of stopped and looked and looked at his family, a picture of his family and everything, and it seemed like that might have had some meaning to it, although we didn't see any for at least a little bit. But they sit in the office, there's a zombie behind the glass, sad zombie number three. That was a little scary when he, when they first showed him, when Abraham first walked by him and he walked up to the glass, I kind of kind of made me jump a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you thought Did Abraham you? was going, oh yeah, because it was like right there, he walks yeah. by and he's behind a glass a panel in a like a glass room, a glassed off room. And then he looked kind of mad and annoyed at Abraham that he couldn't bite him through the glass. Yeah, Did you notice that? And he was literally three inches from Abraham through that glass. I mean, they were literally nose to nose through that glass. And and of course he's chomping and growling. And It'd the, be like if they had a zombie exhibit down at the aquarium, how close you could get get your picture made with <laughs> Stand stand outside and. Make a, a selfie. selfie with mm-hmm. a zombie. That guy had evidently died in that room. Right, because it was logged yeah, from the inside. Yeah, he had written a little message on the board, and then he was um, yeah. know, in there undisturbed. Yeah. But Sasha says, do you want to take watch or sleep? And so they talk about all that kind of stuff. And uh, Abraham says he, he'll take watch, and he goes looking for stuff. And Sasha just lays there, and she's not able to sleep. How could you lay there and sleep in the middle of the day uh, with all that going on around the, the floor? Day, and the zombie apocalypse by yourself. And the zombie's right there watching you. I know. Chomping. Yeah, yeah and she's leaving. The whole leaving. time the sad zombie number yeah. three. Yeah. Or he's leaving. He's going, you know, looting or whatever. Yeah. Pillaging. I couldn't go to sleep. Well, he's just going room to room. I mean, I, he's you know he's not going to leave her and go far. But still, I mean, I don't know. I couldn't blame her. But Abraham comes back in and Sasha's starts talking to him about how he's got choices and if you've got a roof over your head and walls and food and all that kind of stuff that then, you know, you've got choices that you have to make. And, you know, some things in life you don't have choices over. Like once you jump out of an airplane, there's not a big really choice. I didn't really get her big grand point on that, did you? I just felt like she was telling him that he can make choices in his life and not just do this gut reaction thing all the time that he can maybe lighten up a little bit and make some choices to maybe stop and think about the things he's going to do. They lose me when they get all in all that artsy fartsy uh, philosophical well yeah just um, uh, meaning of life bullcrap that that and try to be profound or 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 significant. Uh, it's just it's just really it's it, I, I kind of tune out. Well, I don't listen to any podcasts on the shows that we do, or any of the shows that I do, until after I podcast them because I find that it colors my opinion on things when I hear other people's, and I want my opinion to come out. Mm-hmm. But I will say that. Um, I do listen to Bald Move a lot, and on the Bald Move podcast, they are constantly talking about how, in the episodes prior, because I haven't listened to this one, but in many of the episodes, one of their pet peeves on The Walking Dead is how they always want to stop and talk about, this is the way life is now, and, you know, the, it's it's just like you just have to say it all the time. Every character has to go through their like reconciling of the way 
life is now. Of, of reality. Right. And everybody has to preach it. Remember just a couple of episodes ago, the new girl, or, you know, the new player that we're seeing, Jesse, the one whose husband was killed, she's telling everybody, this is just the way it is now, and this is life, and you kill or be killed. And now Sasha's telling Abraham, you yeah, know, These old school people shouldn't have to be given that speech now because they not only have all given it, but they've all heard it and they've all lived it and they don't really have to it's not like it's like like it's not like new ground they've they've got to cover and i think that's that's important but if you'll remember i mean rick did it for so long remember rick after Lori and how he just like shut down and but anyway sasha and abraham are having this conversation and Sasha's going into all that, the walls and choices and all that. And this is where she says, you're always accountable. And that's where we get the title of our story this Which year. should have been no good deed. <laughs> well, Abraham, he doesn't like to hear that. And he's kind of bitter and sullen over it. And he says that, um, that she should get some sleep. He's going to take watch all night long if he has to and reassess tomorrow. And he kind of huffs off. Yeah, she says, like says what? And he said, what we're doing here. You know, that's funny. But I don't think he thought Daryl was going to find him. I don't think he had any faith that Daryl was even going to come back. I don't think he had... I, don't th- I think that's kind of the point. I think you just said the whole point. I don't think he has any faith in anything or anybody anymore. Well, I'm right there with him. If we were in a, Well, I mean, I'm there now. <laughs> I don't need an apocalypse. And then we go to commercial, and we come back, and Daryl's taking the insulin back. And he goes up on the guy, and the guy yeah, raises the gun. gun Should have died, and Daryl let him live. Daryl, mistake. Daryl's got the bow. So the guy lowers the gun, and he takes his gun, gives him the insulin, and he also takes a little figurine that the guy was uh, yeah, he wants to was carving. Take what, something. What I was that all about? I don't know. you got to give me something. Give me that. I don't know. Do you think it was just like a show of power? I'm going to take something? Or do you think it was something to make them feel like they had traded? You know, because otherwise it's a gift. But if you trade something for it, it's not a gift. So it makes you feel better. I don't even think it's worth thinking about. Okay. But as they're standing there talking, the trucks... Well, Daryl starts to walk away, but then a truck comes through the woods, and there's guys and everything. And this is where the girl yells again and says what you were saying before. Um, We earned what we took. Yeah. And they have automatic weapons. They make a run for it with Daryl's help. They start to go on the wrong way, and Daryl shows them the way to go, and he gives the guy's gun back. And then we see sad zombie number four. Stuck between a rock and a, hard and a tree. <laughs> yeah. Daryl does some kind of MacGyver move where he rattles a bush to get one of the approaching... Attacker's attention. Right, to come in that direction. And he walks right by the zombie, of course, and the zombie being the zombie grabs him and bites him. And the guy being a doof lets him. Yeah. And he immediately starts screaming that he's been bitten and to come take his arm off. That's what they do with what looks like a non-too-pleasant tool, man. They just grab a tourniquet 
some kind of makeshift belt tourniquet thing, wrap it around his arm, put his arm on a huge rock, of course, that happens to be right there, and just one it off. one fell swoop. I think it would have taken a few hags to get that arm too, completely yeah. all the way off. Because, I mean, that would have been, the rock would have had to been perfectly straight and everything. And mm. and then he tells the guy to get up and walk it off. Yeah, put some dirt on it, he says. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Mm. And he does. Yeah, he gets up. The guy turns around to Daryl and he says, so we hit you in the head. We held you at gunpoint. Why did you come back for us? And Daryl answers correctly. He says maybe he was stupid, too. Maybe he was stupid, too, and he was. Because earlier the guy asked him, am I stupid for not killing you? But the guy was scared, so you have to give him some kind of points. For that, and he didn't, and like you said, he wasn't overly cruel to him or anything. But, but Daryl says maybe he's stupid too. And then we go to commercial, and we're back with Abraham and Sasha, and this is where we see sad zombie number five. This is the saddest of all the zombies. This guy was a military guy, and he was up on the roof, and he got skewered. Well, he was on a bridge, and he got skewered in some kind of. Um some kind of um, uh, bridge uh, guard side railing kind of thing yeah and he's hanging off the side of the building yeah skewered skewered with with a a rocket launcher on his back yeah perfect and he's he's pretty sad he's he's sad abraham takes his cigars and his rocket launcher yeah abraham's pretty happy he smiles and he goes toward the hanging zombie. Abraham had to almost crawl out on this overhang. He did. He crawled out on the overhang. That's like a chain link fence kind of yeah, overhang. Just kind of hanging on there. Not even supposed to be there. I thought he was going to get the grenade launcher. Because he needed the grenade launcher. For the grenades, right? Right. But maybe he didn't take something with him out on that little space to kill this zombie. So he's just trying to reach it. And the zombie's aggravating the crap out of him, biting, 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 throwing his head, growling, biting, until Abraham kind of loses it and starts screaming right back in his face. And then backs away from him and leaves him there and lights a cigar. And yeah. And of course, the zombie's shoulder starts giving way. And he That was pretty cool, though. How'd you like that scene? Because that shoulder starts giving way, and you can see, like, it looks like maybe the collarbone broke, did you notice, and comes poking mm-hmm. out of the... I can't believe I'm laughing at this. It's like laugh or cry. And the collarbone comes poking out of his front of his wound chest area. And then, I mean, his body's just like literally just like breaking apart and falling down. And he ends up hitting the ground. And I don't know. You think Abraham was then relieved that he was given the rocket launcher? The rocket launcher, which remained right there. Mm -hmm. The rocket launcher stayed. The zombie was gone, and it was almost like... Here you go. Yeah, almost like he'd been given a gift. No biting zombie. Right. But he could have just killed the zombie. He could And gotten it anyway. But mm-hmm. I think, like, you know, I don't know. I just took it kind of like, like a gift. Well, Abraham brings all this stuff back down to Sasha, and he starts talking about beer and table and walls back in Alexandria, and he's thinking to make some plays now that he's realized all that. And then he says he'd like to get to know Sasha a whole lot better. He just, he likes how she calls BS. She asks what makes him think she would want that. 
And he gets the weirdest look for Abraham. And he says, a man can tell. He just gets that. <laughs> he suddenly went from warrior to lover. To Casanova. Yes. She kind of chuckles nervously. And then she tells him he's got some stuff to take care of. And then we go to a commercial. We come back with Daryl and that group. And they're talking about the group that these people had come from. And how human nature came in and everything fell apart till there was nothing left but just existing. They said at the beginning it was okay, which may be for like a foretelling of what's going to happen at Alexandria, too. They said they had been together the whole time, and if it started out okay, and then it gets hard. Alexandria's existed since the beginning, so I don't... Alexandria existed without anything being hard. But Tina, the diabetic, goes running toward a burnt-out house, and then she gets bit, and then she she dies. She's yeah. gone. Yeah. So then the guy and Daryl are digging graves, and Daryl asks him the three questions. The mm-hmm. Rick three questions. How many zombies have you killed? How many people have you killed, and why? And it's thousands, none, and because there's no going back once you do. Which should be uh, a little good information for Daryl later when the guy's got the gun on him. Yeah, I thought about that. He's not going to kill him because there's no going back. Yeah, but so he, I, mean, he, I don't know. And the girl, he gives the girl the gun. Daryl, Daryl's a, a, a redneck ninja. He could have gotten uh, that gun away from that girl. But Daryl starts telling that there's a place where people are still like they were. So he's telling them now about Alexandra and he's going back to his to his vetting. And then Daryl's leading them out to find Sasha and Abraham, and this is where they take his bike and his bow. And they, the guy turns the gun back on him, the gun mm. that he had just given back. That was just depressing. They're robbing him. Were they going to go back I have no idea group? where they're going to go. They're, 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 he was saving them. I know, but Daryl said, are you going to go back to, to kneeling? Because they were talking about kneeling for somebody mm-hmm. or something. So there's like somebody who's, Set themselves up as king. We're assuming maybe, maybe they're going back. I don't know. That they act like they're really sorry about it, and that's where he says um, they're going to be as they drive off. And then he pulls the carving out of his pocket and looks at that. Well, Daryl comes back across the helmeted zombie, sad zombie number one, and that's where he finds a buried fuel tank sign and a fuel truck that is. I guess wrecked right there. Ryder had ran into something. I think or, somebody just parked it there, just hit it there to to come back and get it. Like he hit his bike and turned it into a zombie inside it. Um, maybe because there was a zombie inside. I don't know. Well, you're you're probably right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, that that makes more sense. No, it makes more sense because it was hidden in the bushes. So I don't know. I'm not sure how it was there, but it was. Well, we know it was there after the fire. <laughs> That's right. And that zombie didn't look quite as bad as some of the really old zombies he, that we've seen. He, he, I think he's one of those uh, zombies that floss. Is that it? Yep. Then we go back to Abraham, and he comes in dressed in that military attire. And it's like he's showing off for Sasha or something. He's all spiffed up. and. Well, he's just excited, I think, that it fits. Well, it looked pretty good on him. Did you notice he took the medals off, or the, the ribbons rather? Mm-mm. Yeah, there was decorations on it, and I don't know if they did that uh, uh, on purpose. Well, he used to be in the military, didn't he? 
I don't know. But he took those decorations off the coat. If that was the same coat that was in the jacket, then he unzipped and it looked fine, just exactly like it. But the decorations, the ribbons, and the combat infantryman badge, and the, uh, the, the, the other stuff was taken off. The only identifiers was the U.S. Um, just identified it as a, as a United States Army jacket. Well, they look out the window, and it's Daryl and his fuel truck coming by. And then next we go to them driving down the road toward home. They're headed toward Alexandria. We They kind of focus in Abraham's on... Abraham's still wearing the jacket. He's still wearing the jacket, <clears throat> and he's smiling. Mm-hmm. And uh, it kind of scrolls from him to Tasha to Daryl. And Daryl's still calling for Rick or anybody to copy on that walkie-talkie, and... We hear something garbled, and he tells them to come again, and we hear help. And you can't tell who's saying help. Could it be Glenn? Is it Rick? Is it one of the guys who got his arm chopped off? One of those people who've changed their radio stations, and now they're calling for help? Are they trying to lead them astray? Or did the... uh uh, the guy and the girl take Daryl's radio when he left. When they left, they took all of his stuff, remember? So did they take his radio too? It may have. Or could it be them? It may be. I wonder if we're going to see them again. If they're calling for help on the radio, we might. Hmm. Oh, yeah, we're going to see them again. Oh, Daryl's got to get some payback. They took his motor. They took... They took a Georgia Rednecks homemade motorcycle. It's just not allowed. So next week we have no idea because we didn't watch Badlands and it was the first commercial on Badlands. So we have no idea. There's only two episodes left and this season and we don't know. We haven't heard from Glenn in weeks. We don't know what's going on. We kind of think that sucks that we have to watch Badlands, by the way, to get the first commercial. Don't, don't we? Well... The part that I felt like sucked was that we tape it. So I didn't even see that until after it was too late to have kept it in queue and watched it or taped it. Isn't that kind of like being a sheep, though? you got to admit it's pretty good marketing. Yeah, but... Right? But I mean, if it's another show that people that like The Walking Dead would like, but that... They want to get you to watch it because everybody, as soon as this goes off, everybody's all on Twitter and, um, you know, watching the Talking Dead and all that. It's a good way to get you into something. I think it's good marketing. I think it is, too. But are we sellouts or are we sellouts? We're not sellouts. So any last thoughts on tonight's episode? Always accountable. You mean uh, no good deed goes unpunished about three times. And the sad zombies. Sad zombies. Yeah. yeah. No, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty entertaining. Though. I thought it was worth watching. Yeah, twice. I, thought it, I thought it was good. We hope you'll connect with us here at Tribal Rant and become part of our The Walking OG podcast. My Twitter is at Michelle from TN, and Mike and I are sharing one Twitter right now, so he can be reached at the same. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com/tribalrant. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, so subscribe to us and keep in touch. Please like us and rate us if you like what we're doing. And, of course, all this information is on tribalrant.com where you can email us or leave us a message. We always love to hear from you and get your feedback. So only two episodes left, and next week is called Heads Up. 
So until next time. Bye. See you.